Guys, welcome back to Veteran State of Mind. My guest today is a prawn sandwich. No, it's not really. It's Military Cross awardee, Brian Wood, famous for not only his fantastic hair, but for being all around good gent. And uh, I would say one of the most inspirational um, veterans you're going to find out there. It's definitely like a, a leader in the veteran community in all the good ways. Uh, been through a lot of shit in his past with uh, getting his name dragged through the dirt, uh, following um, basically a fucking bullshit inquiry which was trying to make some money off the back of uh, soldiers who were doing their jobs. And um, that story is well documented. If you want to go and look up some other podcasts with um, Brian, I know if you just go on iTunes and search, he's done some podcasts with um, some, you know, he's done some really good podcasts with uh, with um other kind of uh, military veteran podcast out there so go and look up those guys get your fill of the battle of danny boy and get some kind of context to um to brian's story so if you haven't heard this story before go and find but you're doing declassified podcast right you did one with those with read the book declassified read the book fucking hell sorry mate read the book actually right <clears throat> brian has a book come out right it's one of the things we're going to talk about today it's book's called double cross um which as the title suggests is because he did get Fucked over by the British government and by extension the British country because the government is representative of the country, even if it's not representative of the opinion of everyone in the country. So pick up pick up Double Cross, read the book, press play on this, and then when you've read the book, come back, pick it up. Hi, welcome back, Veterans State of Mind. Thank you for reading Brian's book. Now we're gonna get on with uh with a chat. I've just had to do some press ups. Mia culpa. I was late for the podcast. Well, actually, I wasn't late. In my defence, I was early. I was, I was I was early in the wrong location. You were late. You turned up with long hair, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> T shirt on, and these random trainers. Not random trainers. I mean, the random trainers in question are Vans. Wow. All right. Show them though. Just look. State of these things here. I mean, wow. I did have a shower this morning. That was one thing that I, I got shower. Got the shower right. Um, right, one of the things I wanted to talk to you, mate. First of all, welcome to the podcast. Cheers for coming on, mate. Because I know you were a busy, in-demand man. Um, I was just going to take, just going to say something about long hair and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that I've noticed about you is you're really, really consistent, right? And you're consistent with fantastic hair, but also consistent with fizz every morning, right? I think there's a lot of people out there who will would benefit. Like, I think one of the things that people have is when they come out of the army, they have this, like, some people have, like, an aversion to discipline and routine, thinking that it's, like, a terrible thing. Like, oh, fucking hell, you know, I've had all these years of someone telling me to make my bed or whatever. Now I've, I've had enough of that shit. I, I don't want a routine. I don't want to... Talk us through why you think it's important for your mental health, your mental, you know, physical health, all that stuff. Because you look like you've got a really... So you're getting loads of fucking shit done. You've got a family. You've got two lads here? Mm. Two lads. You've got a family. You know, if anyone's short on time, it should be you. But you still manage to find time for fizz and all that. So just talk us through a bit of that kind of side of your life, mate. I think it's a little bit of medicine for me, really. I mean, I've been on a journey. And those of you who have read or listened to my other podcasts that I've done and uh, without boring into tears, it was quite a demanding journey. And for me sort of potions and pills didn't quite cut it speaking about some of my issues that I was going through was a release and fitness 
and the fresh air was a release for me, a massive, huge, because it gave me thinking time, planning time, and kind of continue that structure that I've been used to in the military for 16 years. Because you, you did a lot of football in the military, didn't you? Loads, yeah. yeah. And I played at a decent level as well. So I lost touch of that for a while because of the ruthless allegations that I was up against. My head was all over the place. Um, and I just didn't really know how to navigate this demanding path that I was on. But a long story short, I broke silence. I went and spoke to a professional. Uh, he gave me kind of some methods some coping mechanisms and also what made me tick what was my purpose in life what made me happy and sport coaching and also teaching and encouraging was a big thing for me so going out to my local community picking up a a lads football teams some who weren't as privileged so going into Mm. the council estates and grabbing hold of the boys just out in the streets and saying listen we're going to go do some training it's not going to cost you anything just it was good for them because it gets them off their playstations yeah. and their fortnights and it gives them a purpose as well and we can I, I instilled you know the discipline teamwork and also a little bit of leadership yeah without them knowing really yes that's the best way to do yeah, it isn't it you come in like you some bit of kind of like subvertive methods um Right, Fortnite. Have you ever played that? No. No, not me. Do your kids play? But do you know what, right? My boys do play it. And I said to my wife when I was downstairs, hey, put that on mute. Put put the TV on mute and listen. And I, they were delivering some good, you know, battle Q- QBOs, orders. Yeah, really? <laughs> I mean, they were delivering some, some great target yeah. indications. And, and it's uh, clearly it's not the same. We know that. Yeah. But there's some, you know... I don't know. There's there's some small parallels on the kind of vo- vocab and mm-hmm. the decision making. Clearly, yeah. it's on a computer. But when I sit back and listen, I think that they're kind of that is an element of teamwork, be it yeah. on a computer screen. Well, they're doing fire. They're doing mutual support and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, what I see about this, mate, is like, don't get me wrong. Right? I'm a massive fan of Fizz. And I think everyone should be doing it. And I think that, to me, is my big worry about computer games and stuff, is that if it replaces Fizz, then that's obviously a bad thing. Of course. But I'm just thinking, like, who would have predicted, right? When when you and I joined the military, you joined in what, uh, early 90s, was it? Yeah. Mid-90s? Yeah, 97. Right, sorry. Uh, sorry. This Brian is uh, deceptively young. I thought he was even deceptively younger. Don't start growing because uh, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Did you see the thing of drones and stuff coming now? Like where drones would be where they are and no. all that kind of stuff? No, didn't so, have a clue. So a lot of these competencies that are getting taught by kids on you know playing computer games like Fortnite and stuff, that is probably actually going to be more relevant to a future, say, operator of an aircraft than going for private lessons is now, you know, private flying lessons is. Well, we look at the shift in the recruitment strategies that mm. the military's delivered. And what do you what do you think about that? What do you think about these? Uh, like, um, have you seen have you seen the um, you know that whole snorkeling campaign? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. What do you think? Look, of I've got I've got my own kind of spin on it. it. The bottom line is, if it gets people through the door, then we're achieving. It has to be the right mm. people through the door, clearly, because the bottom line is, once they cross that line or open them gates, they are going to be train killers first and foremost, regardless of trade, regardless of. Yep their SQ, as the Royal Marines call it, they may have to take someone else's life. Yep. They're a soldier first, and then they go and do their trade training. So that that will never change. 
However, you know, we have to evolve with time. The military has to get it and understand it and understand social media, understand the cultural switch, understand the millennials, understand, you know, the PlayStation generation, which just absolutely done an incredible job in Afghan. Remarkable job in yeah. Afghan. That was a PlayStation generation. Well, even like Generation Kill, which was, you know, the invasion of Iraq. Even in Generation Kill in that book, which is 2003, they're referred to as the PlayStation generation. We're nearly 20 years on from yeah. that now. You know? My thing with that is I agree with you. It's like, for, you know, you can do a lot with people. Once you've got them, at the, once you've got them in the camp, you can do a lot. So, it, you know, you've had your raw material come in and then you can, you can, you can, you can shape people then. So it's Definitely. getting them through. You can train, you can mentor and you can be a great leader by yeah. doing so. And you can churn out some great soldiers. I think as well. Have you seen the Royal Marines one where it's like they're on like a rib and they're floating through like a village and there's like some huts on fire and yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Now that made me want to join. Yeah. Because I was like, all oh, right, this is more my kind of thing. I so think. I, I think. Sorry. I think. Um, I think Royal get it right. Yeah. A lot of the time, I do. Even their they mental, have, even yeah. their mental health campaign mm-hmm. video is slick. I haven't seen. Powerful. That. I'll show you after no, this. It's slick. And, and those who are listening to this or you know, watching this, you should go and have a look. It's very, very powerful, but it's done in a way that you respect it. Right. And I think a lot of their campaign videos are like Mm. that. And uh, it's credit to them. I can still remember one of their adverts from when I was in school. And it uh, it said... um, a break, uh, a, something like a breaking body doesn't mean a breaking training, and it was a guy with a cast on his leg doing pull-ups in PT kit. Yeah, and I remember, I saw that twenty years ago. I still remember that advert. But they yeah. got it wrong once. Go on, what was that ninety-nine point nine need not apply? Right, and that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I suppose it depends on your attitude as a person, isn't it? Yeah, if you're full of yourself, you're going to go hard on them. And yeah. I find that that was a big lessons learned yeah. from them because obviously, as an organisation. In the military, we are always learning lessons. We've yeah. been doing that since. We should be. Yeah, and we should be, <laughs> and we and we and we continue to do that. It's like when we are on our battle courses, or even at depot, and then go on operations. We get back. We know we never just put our kit down, unload, and then that's it. We yeah. we do an after action review. We do, you know, what happened on the ground. Can we have done something better? Whether it's a Kazivak evacuation or whether it's just our normal drills and skills on the ground, or if we've been in a contact and we didn't quite get it right, actually, let's look at that mm. and let's be inclusive with everyone because everyone's got a role. And that's kind of what was different when I joined. I was kind of in an era where I sat down, had my mouth shut, and I listened to my section commander with no points that you know I could make. That was just kind of it. Was that was it? But now, the evolving where we're at, and kind of maybe Iraq and Afghan, it's probably done as a favour that every single person, no matter how junior, yeah, or how solid these individuals are, they've all got a real key role on operations, and they should be spoken to, and they should have a voice, yeah. And it's really important to let that voice talk. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the corporate world. I'm out, I've been out with the, the military now four years and I did I find it hard on my transition? I did. I'm not going to lie. I'm not just going to say I breezed it because it's completely different out here. You haven't got the structure. You haven't got the mutual support. You haven't got the banter. You haven't got someone telling you what to do. You, we, we know what it's like. We go in um, kind of closing on a Monday night. You go and read detail. It tells you rebelli yeah. time. It yeah. tells you the dress, mm-hmm. the equipment, and where you've got to do, what time you've got to be yeah. there. Yeah. And then you kind of execute the day. Yeah. Where out here, it's not like that. I was just uh, just saying to someone this morning, we had an interview this morning that, you know, it's like, what's it, 
good a piece of advice for people when they get out and it's like that you're responsible for yourself like if you don't get up and go for a run in the morning yep. no one's coming in to drag you out of bed you'll get fucking fat I totally you agree and, and, I, and I'll, what I'll do is I'll go back onto that tweet that you tweeted not long ago alright which is apparently you know veteran, everyone knows veterans something no, yeah. no 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 you don't owe anyone anything exactly you are your own destiny you've got totally. to get up and get at it and we, we kind of look at me you know I'm not a shining example. I'm just someone who is kind of structuralized. I'm, I'm disciplined on a routine. I know that my fitness helps me. I know that it looks after me. I know that a healthy body is a healthy mind to a degree. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we... we and, and no one owes me anything. Not yeah. even... You know, these allegations which threw my world upside down for a long time. I mean, a decade. And, that, you know, and to try and cope with that, I had to really draw into some key values and some key things which would keep me motivated and keep me going and I struggled a little bit I needed some support and some help from close friends and loved ones but I still got there in the end I still maintained that resilient factor and I think it's because I I prided myself on my fitness and that definitely helped me and also I was a big believer in if we were going to get hit out on the ground if the fitter you are your heart will beat that one extra beat it needed mm. to yep. to keep you alive and I believed in that and it's the same as me with all these allegations and I mean not knowing where to turn I was fit enough that I could kind of keep punching forward but it really tested my mental toughness and fitness mm. because I wasn't yeah. that person that people would were saying that I was I wasn't that person that these questions were getting thrown at me or the document uh, a documentary on who's ord- on hold- on whose orders from um para- uh, paranormal uh, what's that buddy program called which launched that oh, panorama panorama yeah mong and i but yeah don't think you say that <laughs> you can't yeah, say pan- that word anymore <laughs> okay yeah well i've said it in the book a lot so if we go down we're going down together <laughs> pa- panorama it was on so yeah when it was kind of put out it was a real test of a mindset in the face but, of adversity really i think yeah that's um there's there's there is some things that you can't get trained for and you have to there's like you could have gone it's just like um being in you know mental resilience it's like you know it's you can train section attacks as much as you want. The first time you get contacted is going to be a bit different. And it's the same as mental resilience. You can train mental resilience, but then to go through something like what you went through is the equivalent of going through a fucking full-scale battle. You know, that's what it is. It's it's the equivalent. So there's only so much training you can do. Um, I think what really astounded me, I don't want to go too much down because you've well-documented this. Like I said, people should read the book. Um, But, like, the thing, you know, that that got me is is the... the kind of the emphasis, as I saw it, on the point that you have to be ready to stand on your own feet, even when you're in the army, because you, even if you d- deserve it, and you do, you can't rely on it. So you can rely on your buddies, you can rely on yourself, but you can't rely on the bigger picture. You just can't. And that's the that's the harsh reality of it. And that's the same when you get out. So what I was talking about in that tweet the other day was, I I'm all for fucking veterans having a fair fucking uh you know a fair fucking deal right if you've been told that you're going to get this when you leave then you deserve that when you leave if you've been told it's a regimental family you deserve regimental family all that stuff i believe in what i don't believe in and this is more of an american prox because the thing is well i think some people got the knickers twist in this you know i spend time in america i have a lot of friends in america i've known a lot of veterans in america so when i tweet or talk on instagram or whatever i'm not just talking to british people 
And, you know, I'm not fucking, I'm not <coughs> like, um, you know, I'm not an ardent nationalist. I don't think that British, the British military is necessarily any better than the American military or vice versa. I think there's good and bad people in both. Um, and, you know, I, I see it a lot in America and I'd seen it starting to creep into Britain and I kind of want us to nip it in the bud before it happens. You know, so if I hear people complaining, oh, why don't we get the same discounts as students? Because they're fucking students, all right? You know, like, why don't you could you can make that argument for all kinds of professions? Why don't fucking lorry drivers get the same as students? They're doing an important job, too. Everyone's doing a fucking important job. Most, you know, most people doing an important job. Um, so there's that. And then the other as well is like, just because you've been a, um, you know, just because you've been in the military, that then celebrities or whoever should bend over backwards for you, you know, like. You know, like, oh, this person won't, I've started the business and this celebrity, I've been trying to get them to support it and they won't. Well, they've got their own things going on. They can't fucking reply to anyone just because you're a veteran. Like, they didn't make a deal to say that they would support you with a veteran. Like, and I think, to be fair to celebrities, they can't win because if they go and support one thing, then they get blasted when they don't support another. And I'm just fucking sick of it, mate. I'm sick of seeing this. Like, like I said, I do think it's more of a thing in America than it is over here. But let's be honest, we follow America on most trends, don't we? Yeah, like, and no, no, I totally, I totally agree. And yeah, it was a good tweet, and I think it highlighted an important point. And you make your own luck. You're not owed anything. You go out there, you work hard. If you keep your, what I will say is, if you keep true to yourself and and hold your military values, then you're already onto a winner. Look, when you come out into the real world you lose your identity from this whole military arena that we've been in. We've been in this arena, right? And we've made a name for ourselves, We've, whether it's a, a, a good name or, or, or a bad name. When you step away from that bubble where it pops and you get out, that's a blank bit of paper. Mm. So you should use that and you should take that totally. to a place where you want to go to. If you've got dreams, then, then try and achieve them dreams because yeah. no one knows of you out here. You could be a regimental sergeant major, you could be a full brigadier, you could be a full general. Yeah. The bottom line is, when you're out here, no one knows the detail or, the re- or respect that. You're just a normal person. Yeah, and the, even further on that is you've got the chance to reinvent yourself every day. Totally. When you're in the battalion, you know, you can't really go and reinvent yourself every day. No. You can do when you're a civvy. Yeah. Like every day you could go, you know what, I don't want to be that fucking person I was yesterday. Starting today, I am going to do this. And like to bring it back to your, you know, the running and stuff. There's a very easy start to, to of a foundation of that, which is get up in the morning, go do some fits. Yeah. Like, it, well, well, it doesn't like, even have to be in the morning. It could be yeah. sometimes I haven't got time in the morning because I've either got to be at one of our buildings or I've got other things on that I'm working on. But you make time yeah. and get home after a long day. The last thing, I'll get in the house and I can smell the kitchen and mm. the food. And I don't want to, but I just, it's it's a achievement. So yeah. if you've achieved three things throughout the day, and I mean that's quite good. I think three is a good number to, to, good to aim for. Yeah, but then you could even go one above that and do four by yeah. taking yourself to the gym or playing yeah. your football or mm-hmm. playing your cricket or basketball, whatever it is. Yeah. And it, but what that's benefiting is your body and your mind, yeah. and it's important. The reason I like a fizz in the morning, and it, it, I do, I try and do three, fizz three times a day in some kind of form. And so even in the morning, it might just be like a fast-paced hill walk. Yeah. But what I like is, but by doing that first thing. Even if stuff comes up throughout the day, then I know it's in the bank. I know something has been, you know, stuck away in the bank. Um, and I just think, like, if someone is rushed on time, 
right? Or say, oh, well, I can't get to the gym. I can't get to this. Or, you've got a bed. You've probably got out of bed and you're in a bedroom. You could probably crack five minutes of fucking burpees or yeah. five minutes of air squats. When we when and I've done it too. I'm not saying I fucking don't do it. I'll I'll do it too. I know this weekend, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna see the boys this weekend. I'm gonna have a few drinks. I know the next day I'm gonna be like, fucking dominoes up to the max, and I'm probably gonna be thinking, ah, oh, fuck it, don't need to go to the gym today. And I'm probably gonna make an excuse for myself. I'm not saying yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I don't do it. We it. all do it. Of course we do. But we're, it's, we're it, only human, mate. Exactly, mate. It's it's winning the it's. It's like fucking football over a season. You don't have to win every game. No. You just have to win the most games. Yeah. You know, and you win the fucking season. It's the same with and your it, days. And, and you're entitled to have your days where yeah. you, you live your life. Yeah. You know, you have to live a little, mm-hmm. but it's also find that fine balance. Yeah. And uh, But why are you celebrating this weekend? Why am I celebrating, mate? Oh, maybe because <laughs> we've got a fucking book coming out tomorrow. Well, it's, the book Lady. will be out by the time this comes out. Um and I'm really pleased yeah. to see you, mate. I mean, thank you, bro. You know, you, you you do a lot of good stuff, and you know, you you've got an, obviously a great eye for writing, and you're you're also doing a number of other things uh, for other veterans, uh, book writing, which uh, is incredible. And I hope it gets the praise that it deserves. And Honestly. we spoke about this before we went online. You're always going to get some haters because yep. that's the world that we live in. People just don't like other people doing well and it's a shame but it happens and it's just everyone will have it yeah well you know what's funny what about haters maybe we talked about that tweet earlier one and i thought because i figures with us as as squaddies as well as uh, and and as men in general i think our first reaction usually when someone says something we don't agree with in a hostile way is to shoot back with a fucking fuck you or an insult or something like that isn't it and the other day when i did that to someone had something like he came at me you know, because he was like, oh, you're, you know, you're supposed to be supporting veterans. You're going to put veterans off getting healthcare." And I explained to them that that wasn't what I meant. And we went through for a, a couple of tweets. And then I was just like, look, mate, um, I, you know, thank you because you're trying to stick up for veterans. You got the wrong end of what I was saying, but you did it from a good reason. And he was like, oh, now I see that you did yours for a good reason. Yeah. And instead of just going off on each other, we actually had, you know, do you know what I mean? But people can read and, they, they, you know, and put things out of content as yeah, well. exactly, when, when you're writing an email or, or tweeting stuff some I, I done it today yeah. about <laughs> someone out. Penny I mean the new MP oh. now the defence sec who's come out about putting a statutory limitation in mm-hmm. for these war crimes and clearly I've been involved in that and it's had a massive impact in my life and it's about time but still not been sealed. It still hasn't been put in. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had this about seven months ago where the Prime Minister, you know, stated that it's going to happen and it and it didn't happen. Yeah. And also there's another issue with, you know, and I haven't got credibility to talk about Northern Ireland because I never went. But, and I don't know and understand all the different moving parts, but what I do understand is they've been missed out. Mm. So yeah. Iraq and Afghan there's going to be a limitation of 10 years but it's not including Northern Ireland and I would love to give a reason why but I don't know it yeah I mean that that to me is the I think what what and I, again I have been Northern Ireland either and I don't you know I'm not from a military family I don't know anyone really it was in Northern Ireland during the troubles but obviously I'm a soldier and anyone that served there is my brother and or, the, sister. or sister yes be me too, mate. love that me to it brother or sister from now on by the way just so people know when i say brothers that's inclusive of sisters just when i like when i say guys 
gender is my my term brother is now gender inclusive wherever <laughs> you whatever you identify as um i know jones or six listening you like a slap address on so you're included in that too um yeah so i was just thinking about it, and i just think I think what gets people shit, because you'll be the first one to admit as well, mate, soldiers are not perfect, right? It could very well be that there were soldiers out there who did do wrongdoing. Because I think this idea that, like, you know, no soldier ever fucked up is, is bullshit. No, However, definitely, it's what I think this is the thing that grips my shit is that you give a clean slate to terrorists who are convicted of bombings and killing civilians and then you go after your own shit. That, to me, is yeah. what I can't stomach. Yeah, it has to be one. It has to be one for all. The same, or and I wish I knew as much as some of my friends know within Northern Ireland. I, what I do know, there was a Good Friday Agreement drawn up and signed, yep. and then this is happening yep. to like people who are old. Some mm-hmm. are dying, and they're going to the stand. And the thing is, mate, right? Like forty-three years later, yeah. Even if you weren't involved in, even if you never pulled the trigger yourself. Because I think this is something that I'm definitely feeling more now. It's like, because one of the things I look at is, you know, why does say uh, why do some people suffer mental health worse than others? And I think it's 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 beyond uh, beyond fucking doubt that if you were on a clear winning side in a war with a with a clear moral objective, you'll suffer less. So, for instance, my granddad he was part of Lancaster bomber crew. He dropped a lot of bombs on Germany, something he would have rather not do. But the fact was that war had to be won. Because of fucking evil that the Nazis were up to, it had to be won, a price had to be paid, and you were on the clear winning side, and you were on the clear side of good, right? So that helps you kind of say, you know what, I had to do bad things, but it was for the greater good. Whereas I think when we like the you know Northern Ireland and these other situations that like we've been involved in, there's no clear pond, is there? It's just a big murky thing, and you can't, you know, like where I was in, I'm sure where you were too. You were in down, you 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 went out to Afghan as well. Yeah. Where we were now is Taliban. Yeah. And you have, so you ask yourself the question of, well, was it all worth it? And then you can probably go, well, you know what? I did my job. I was there for my brothers. That's all that matters. But then when you then get on top of it, then this allegations and it's just one more thing. You're like, yeah. hang on, this is a, we did our job. Where's all this betrayal coming from? And that's what it was. I mean, to the point where I was in the dock and I was getting questioned from very smart people, you know, these QCs and, and you know, other people within that room are very intelligent people who knew my statements off by heart, probably better than what I did. But what they didn't have was experience on the battlefield. Mm. They didn't understand confusion. They didn't understand trauma. They didn't understand decision-making. They just didn't get it. So when I was getting rinsed and kind of stripped of all my values, it was demanding because I was trying to put things into context into perspective on what we were going through at a young age, at 23, just about to launch a full frontal attack on this defended position, which they just didn't get. And they were like, put my citation, you know, on the screen, not to say well done, but to just discredit everything that I did on that battlefield. And it it broke me to pieces because it was, I was trying to explain myself, but like I said, putting it into context on what we were doing and and the demand on on soldiers because the battlefield as you know it is so complex so demanding 
you can only understand it if you've been there. And that's not disrespecting anyone else who's got a view or an yeah. opinion. It's just what I wish for is someone who understood and had gone through and experienced some of the stuff yeah. that I'd gone through actually stood up and said objection, you know. Yeah. This let me just put this into light of things on the demand, the age, the decision making, you know, all of this and I just didn't have it and I was kind of on my own what? trying to defend Yeah, it's like, it's like you and I can have an opinion on childbirth. Mm. But we don't know yeah, it, exactly. right? And I said this to Sean, um, you know, our friend Sean, Sean yeah. Jones MC, when he came on, that if they, like, what they should, what the army should have done, you know, if they were fucking looking out for you, what the army should have done is to chuck a bunch of those people in the back of a warrior, drive them onto Salisbury Plain, have them jump out the back, and then ask them, you know, right, how many, pe- how many firing points were there, how many, things? and then they would have got that idea. Oh yeah. fuck! Right, that's why the stories don't all marry up. But they never did anything. And when it's kinetic, know. and when yeah. it's a two-way range, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, but it's even just different. blank firing, they yeah. would, have, would have taught them a so, lot. And that's what frustrated me. And look, I I've got so much time for for the British Army. Um, you know, I've got a love affair, similar to you. Look, it made me who I am today. The bottom love line it. is, I love it, and, and <laughs> I've got a love affair, even though, you know, they've, yeah, they could have done a little bit better for my regiment. For me and the and the guys on the ground, they could have. I mean, we were fighting this secondary battle on our own, and it was a shame. The government never once asked if I was okay, my family was okay. You know, it made me go a bit paranoid in the head. I thought they were going to have a hit on my house because it's mm. an eye for an eye, right? Yeah. Like, sudden, <laughs> like, why, why wouldn't you think? All of that? a sudden, I'm a murderer. Yep. And I'm thinking they're going to come for us. Yeah. So I was doing some crazy stuff. Not even then, made just some like le- like some some crazy anti-war people might. Do something, you know. It's, it's uh, yeah. like threats could come from all over the place, and that's what hurt me the most. And that's why I felt betrayed because I give everything. I would have died on the battlefield, and it's not a cliche. No, that's not, not me being Chad. That's, well, you almost that's, did that's, on well, several exactly. occasions. No, I did, yeah. But and I probably would do it again oh, because yeah. it is it's <laughs> yeah. what you know. And I never yeah. thought about my three week old baby that I left at home, you know, or anything like that because we you just you just kind of disengage with all of that, but. You know, I was prepared to give everything and more on that on that day, and I did. And yeah. to then come home and yeah, it th- was just uh, left a sour taste. Yeah, well, I mean, I bet, mate. And the thing is, as well, is it's not even just you involved that that leaves a sour taste with, because everybody hears about that, and it spreads out. Like your incident, obviously, the person it affects most is you and your family, but that affects every single soldier in the army, and they wonder why then they struggle to for retention. Yeah. And it's like, because the thing is, mate, like you, you and I would both go back into the army. There's no fucking doubt about that, right? Yeah. Um, there's always going to be a lot of people that want to join the army. So the fact that if you, if the army's, and we, you know, our army is the smallest it has probably ever been. So when you're struggling for retention, it's not because people out there don't want to do it. It's just that you're giving them reasons to not do it. You know, it's, it's like if you just give people a fair deal, if they don't hear horror stories about fucking people being dragged into court in their 70s, hounded by fucking ambulance chasing lawyers, you know, if they don't hear these these horror stories, they'll fucking join and they'll stay in. And it's just the army does I, a I great think, job of chasing people out. Uh, yeah, I I think there's a kind of there's an element to that. They've got a bigger they've got a, a, a a bigger issue and a wider issue but it doesn't help and you're right it doesn't help but it's not it's not that is not the main reason why people don't join the military i think that it's, it's a, there's we're not at war that's mm-hmm. a huge thing but also going back to the kind of the allegations and 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 lawfare i'm 
full-heartedly behind if you breach rules of engagement, you're punished. Same. 100%. Same. Because we adhere to lawfare, we adhere to rule of, rules of engagement and, and human rights. So just lawfare is law, law, just the law, law of unconflict. Law, 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 it's, it's just, yeah, it, lawfare is what is right and what is wrong. Right. And if something's broken, then it needs to be investigated and, and you're punished for yeah, that. Totally agree. 100%. But our system has so many holes which has already been well. We know, you know, Phil Shiner, for example, with 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 my yeah. case and, and so many he's, others. He's, he's the he was the ambulance chasing lawyer that went after Brown, which you know got millions, not just hundreds of thousands, yeah, millions yeah, yeah. from from what he did. And you know, he was gold standard at one point. He done really well with Bar Mitzvah because British soldiers did make a mistake. They unlawfully killed um, an Iraqi uh, c- civilian, yeah. but he they were punished for that. Mm-hmm. So the MOD and the, and the government had a perception of Phil Shiner as the golden lawyer, the celebrity lawyer who d- does work best. Yeah. And then he smelt a potential yeah. to earn, maybe to earn some money, or maybe he actually thought there was legit, you know. A well, story I mean, to I, w- I want people to read the book for themselves because yeah, my yeah. thing, my thing at first was I thought when I heard that one about the initial inquiry when I read the book. I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe this guy was Jen. Yeah. But I think it becomes very clear that he's not. He was. He, he was. He was in it. For yeah. And I. And to be honest, it's mad for me trying to stick up for him after what he'd done to no, me. No, that just shows but, you're a good bloke, mate. Mm, I think his work was w- was good at one point. It was. Yeah. And when you know his backstory, he was honoured. He was decorated, and yeah, he was respected. But his moral compass went on a back bearing at some point whether it was because he believed his own lies or he wanted to look after his reputation that much he was too far dug in to get out or it was full on greed just greed I think money corrupts people mate like yeah. when I make the first 20 quid off this book I won't be speaking to you anymore mate I'll be big time <laughs> <laughs> but no it, 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 it does mate and I think you know you can get to the point where ego um he pro- he may have started with the good intentions, yeah. then realised he was he in did. the wrong. He realised he's in the wrong, but not but not had the ego, uh, not being able to check his ego and back down. Yeah, you know that could be that could be a part of it as well. Because who doesn't want to who doesn't want to win against the British system and the you know the powerful British army? Like because we, we, you know, you and, and I, and also uh, it was easy to extract money. Yes, from well, not just easy to extract money, but easy to. Um, like from like you know reading the book, he, when he was in court, he's hardly coming against any opposition no. or anything. You know, it's like it's well. Th- I met the solicitor, the military, the military solicitor who was representing me five minutes before I went into the dark. Yeah, I mean that's that that for me was and the I was like, that was the point where someone nearly got hit over there in the bu- in the train with the book. That yeah. was <laughs> when I, mean, I was, was reading it. Like, I was the fucking I can't believe what where, I was reading, mate. Where have you been for for all these years and? You know, there was one MP which which met me in the Shard. And I do respect this individual, and it's Johnny Mercer, Mm. but I still reached out to him. Right, yeah. I still said, look, can we meet? And to be fair, he answered and said yes, and we met. And, you know, we've Mm. done a few things now together. We had the interview at the Mm -hmm. National Army Museum, which was incredible. And And he is, you know... A veteran, a yeah. veteran himself. You, you don't need to comment on this because I know you know Johnny. But I'm gonna. I just want to. I just want to bring something up that I found very interesting recently. Because again, this is well, something I know what I you're going to say. Yeah, 
you know, he had some, I, and I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I'm not even going to comment on what it was. But what I will comment on is how fast some veterans were to jump on the slagging off bandwagon. Um, and I think it's really fucking sad to see that, that, you know, like, look, one, we all fucking make mistakes. Even so, I don't even know if there's mistakes made, but we all make mistakes, blanket statement. But when somebody is just, you know, someone will read a headline and then fucking come out and start trashing someone, um, you know, it's 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 really sad for me to see that this should be a community that's supporting each other. Now, now and again, will I call people on their bullshit? I will if I think it's for the greater good. Who am I to decide the greater good? No one. But, you know, I'm just doing my best as everyone else is. But, you know, it's, it's just it was it really saddened me to see that the people leading the charge and trying to fucking slam someone without getting all the evidence first was other veterans i know but to counter that and i don't i don't agree with it but to counter that look tension is high at the moment with, mm. with soldier f and when he didn't basically display his unconditional support for for soldier f and b and m or you know or, yeah. and all the other numbers of the yeah. alphabet you know mm. i think soldiers who have gone through that campaign felt let down that's, a little that's bit. A good point, mate. So I kind of, but as an MP, you just can't win. Oh, you can't. One hundred percent, you cannot. We look at the M. You know, you look at that government at the moment. I'm not without going into any. I'm not going to even step on politics because do it. No, I'm not <laughs> even going to embarrass myself. Yeah, because it's an embarrassing situation where we're at anyway. However, when you've got members of the same party after some dirt on you yeah or the opposition party are after some dirt on you when you're trying to get hold of every thing which is fucking wrong at the moment where you don't stand a chance Mate, i tell you what as well talking of mental health and stuff the mental health of politicians must be awful they can't have good mental health it's imp- unless you're a sociopath with like you said all of your t- you've got your own team never mind the other team you've got your own team going around dishing dirt, stabbing everyone in the back. They must all have fucking awful mental health. Yeah, I mean, well, I certainly wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it, mate. Not, not in fact, not a thousand years. At the moment, it's a... It's a... Well, I'm not even going to I, I, mate, I love, I love, I love... Um, I like, you know, I, people listen to the podcast, you know I go on my little rants and stuff like that. But generally, my 99% of the day, um, well, even when I go on a rant, I'm in a good mood. Trying to stick in a good mood, trying to surround myself with positive people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't even really watch. The, I, and and I, that's I, a, that's a really important point as well. So we've not, we've not spoken about positivity and and a positive mindset and surrounding your same uh, surrounding yourself with people who are on the same mission as you, which is so important because yeah. people are quick to discredit things that you're doing. People will kind of turn your back on you because you've been successful, and they don't like to see that. But that. They're they're byproducts. Yeah, if they if they are true friends, they will follow you and they will support you, yeah. and you can consult on that. And what I'm starting to learn now is, I'll just disengage. Yeah, with the people who I'm not saying who follow me on everything that I do because I'm not right all the time. But I try to be positive. I try to give back, and I try to be a good egg. And for a, I'll give you an example. And this is not me kind of give myself a chuck up I just think mm-hmm. someone else probably would have done the same the run up to Christmas one of the veterans was having a hard time he's going through a, a really demand in his headspace. he uh, slipped away from his missus and you know he wasn't 
earn enough money to bring some uh, money in for Christmas. So I, me being me, I was like, I can't have that. I can't have his kids not having anything for Christmas. So I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go and run a marathon. And I can't. I haven't got enough time to ask for a grant from a, from a charity or to approach people. It takes too long. Yeah, he needs it now. It's like the 24th, you know, or the 23rd. So I set up a GoFundMe page, and the next day without any training. I went and run a marathon. <laughs> right, but I, picked, I picked the wrong day because it was sideways wind, the right. rain and hail. But my wife kind of met me at the halfway point. I got full, you know, dry clothes on. She gave me some sweets and stuff to give me my sugar, but I was hanging out and I wasn't breaking <laughs> any records. But what my point yeah. is, people give me some backlash on doing that. And I thought, I can't win. I've raised. And mental. Minute, and I raised, you know, nearly £4,000 for this individual. And I just think... Oh, you're doing it for yourself? Yeah. Just doing it for your promotion? Yeah, this is it. And you can't win, no, you can't win. You just win don't me. understand who I am. Yeah. I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to fucking make this very clear for people now. And to be honest, if you're listening to the podcast, then you're probably not one of these people. But we'll make it clear so that you can pass this message on to people who are. Right. Do you want to... Do, do people like Brian and myself want to become successful for our own reasons? Yes, we do, because we have driven people and we like to succeed and stuff. But do we want that to be a part of helping why the people? Yes, they're not mutually exclusive. The more you get done yourself in your own journey, the more you can help and impact other people. Like, if you if you don't drive and if you don't work, and, and by drive I mean I don't, if you don't drive yourself, if you don't push yourself, if you don't achieve things, how are you going to help other people? You're limited to the, the things you can do. If Brian hadn't have, have, have done what he's done on social media and with a book and everything, he wouldn't have been able to raise money for that family and that family goes without so what's better in some people's minds is that what? You just don't fucking do anything. Mm. Like, what? That's fucking bollocks. It's, I think, to be honest, mate, the people who get fucking wound up about that is because you're shining a spotlight on them saying, well, this is what I fucking done. And they could have gone out and run a fucking marathon. Now they might not have raised as much money as you because they don't have the profile, but they could have done it. They could have raised 100 quid. But, small but they cha- fucking didn't. Yeah, but small changes are a big difference. Exactly, but and they fucking won't, mate. They won't no, put the money where their mouth is. That's what bothered me. But now I'm getting a little bit Look, I care about what people think of me. I'm only, you know, I've not just yeah. got that, you know, that switch where you're like non-emotional. I care what people think about me. So when I read this, I think I've done that just for the good-hearted. It's Christmas. I wanted to mm-hmm. make a bit of a difference. And to someone, you know, to then say that I've done it to raise my profile, who I am, and I'm like, you've just got me all wrong. You clearly mm-hmm. don't know who I am and and kind of what my morals are. Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, it. It's, but we are in that world mm-hmm. where people are bored or people just say, well, I'm going to tweet that. It's vindictive, mate, yeah. to be honest. I think it's the thing is before, it's always been around. It's just that you wouldn't necessarily have heard it because yeah. it had been behind your back. But now because there's this wall of anonymity, people think that they can tweet it at you or whatever like that. Um, I mean, I like, I'm fucking look, at the end of the day, you've been really supportive of me with my book and with, um, you know, just in general. I mean, we got talking before, even yeah, one yeah. of us, even one of us knew we were doing a book. We got, you know, and like, not just you, there's plenty of other people being out there being supportive. There's no need to be fucking jealous of a dedicated No, you've got anyone. to support people on their, their journeys. And, you know, being successful, look. Do we want to achieve, like you said? Of course mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. And and success should be on everyone's mind. And and, and success doesn't mean you have to be a, a, a millionaire. Yeah. Success is achieving your goals and your mini mission statements and, and helping mm-hmm. others along the way if you can. And it's really, that's a good trait to have. And, you know, 
coming away from the military it, it, like I said it's it's a difficult thing to kind of re-identify yourself and, and go and chase your small dreams and I think everyone should do that and 100%. be positive and if you can support someone by doing that then you absolutely should don't hate people for being successful and support them is, yeah. is what I'm saying I'll, I'll say this mate You'll never, you'll never hear criticism of, uh, like, there's, sorry, there's a difference between criticism as in, like, I think you could have done this a bit different, uh, differently or better. Uh, that's, that's legitimate criticism. And then there's hate. But you'll never hear anyone hate if they're fulfilled in their own life. You just yeah. won't. If someone's, if someone's doing stuff that they're fulfilled in their own life, and that could be that they're working in a soup kitchen, it could be that they're running a Fortune 500 company. You know, it, if they're fulfilled then they won't hate on other people. It just, does, it just doesn't happen. Now, what I will say on the flip side of that, which is something I think is really positive, is that for every one of those people who will give you negativity, I think the power of social media, uh, podcasts, all this stuff that we have at our disposal now, I think is like the greatest ally that we have as veterans. I agree. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. And when we're, when we're documenting narratives i think it's really cool because everyone's got a different narrative mm. clearly some people have got veterans owned businesses some people are you know documenting other stories because they believe that their story should be told you know we know about declassified yep. and what they've done h hour yep. you know these cool yeah, people doing some brilliant things brilliant, and it doesn't mean that i can't head up a podcast because you are yeah, no, I mean, ex- ex- well, ex- I went on Hughes the other day. We had a fucking great day. Yeah, like we had a really good Mate, time. I didn't want to leave. Totally, right. and and that's how it should be. And you know, yeah, we are a unique breed. The military are unique, but I tell you what, there's some incredible experiences. And what I would say for you is, I would like in your next kind of three episodes, is a senior officer on. Working on it, mate. Yeah. Working on it. I think just to give their perspective of, yeah. you know, because we've got a different vocab yeah. to them and we've got a different, slightly different perception on, on life maybe and the analysation of what we do as soldiers from the ground yeah. where they've got, the, they can give their perception on how you oversee things and how tactically they've worked their way to maybe now in an investment bank, yeah. now running their own, successful company I'd love to speak to someone the problem is because the thing is with us is like you know one bloke and then you get to know another and you get to know another and you get to know another but there's not really that much cross-pollination between senior officers and enlisted so I'd love to get I mean I've got an OC coming like I got someone that was an OC that we're going to do one with at some at some point when we can get together, yeah. Um, but I would actually, lo- I'd love to have a start, you know, like a start officer in like a brigadier yeah. or yeah, that would be above. that would be really interesting. Yeah, but I think I think to be honest, I I reckon that um, my best chance of getting something like that will be when one of them has a book was was yeah. when one of them has a book to um, talk going on and stuff like that. Um, I, but, I, I, oh, sorry. Go on, I was go on. Um, I was going to say the other people are just to give people a heads up actually. So thanks for bringing this up because I keep forgetting to do it I am looking at bringing on talking to some uh, people who are working on the psychologist side of things uh, some people from charities um, you know so I know a lot of the earlier episodes have been um, just kind of with mates and stuff we are kind of expanding it's just um, when you're getting something kicked off the ground obviously it takes a bit of a time to get running and obviously this book has been taking up the majority of my last six months so now the book's coming out um, the podcast is kind of now jumping in as 
top priority for you know the next kind of six months. So um, they will yeah be kind of expanding. Still have Sean and Alex on, um, but because uh, I know. Cool. And what I'll do yeah. is, in, I'm just going to kind of jump on yep. to what you were talking about, having other people coming on and stuff, and uh, and then I, if I can, may summarize on the pod and the book. If you're happy with that, then what? you can then you can close. I just well, thought. Well, today. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Uh, I was just going to say. I was. I just had um, one more thing I want to bring up while we're on uh, on the thing of the pod, is that because um, like what me and Brian are talking about is yeah you know we have our own goals. I want to fucking. I want. I've always wanted to put a war memoir out, and now it's happening. You know that's one of my goals. Now the goal's out. Uh, I won't say smashed it yet, but you know, getting close to where I want to be with the goal. Um, fitness goals, you know, whatever goals you've got, you know, I have, I have goals, my personal goals, and then I have goals that I want to use to serve other people. And this podcast is, you know, it's I, I've done this because, um, well, does it help me raise profile my books and stuff? Yeah, of course it does. But the main part purpose of this podcast is to try and give something back to other people, even if that's just an hour of entertainment, um, you know, on your way to back and forth, um, to work. But you know, like I said, this this is um. It, it's not just I don't you know I I flippant sometimes about mental health and things like you'll hear me making jokes but obviously it is a serious business and sometimes like Brian was saying when someone says something negative about you sometimes you make it it, it does hurt like we're fucking people right so you know if I've had some people recently say to me that you know I'm just in it for myself and all that you know that's you know I actually find that I take that stuff to heart um, and now it kind of <laughs> I don't want this to look like a a knee jerk to that because this is something that's been in the pipeline a long time but I have been um, working with a charity who are going to become more involved with the podcast um, to kind of get their message out um, and that charity is the British Legion and I'm you know they're taking they're, they've always done fantastic work with the um, with veterans you know everybody knows the poppy appeal as the the kind of the pinnacle of the of the um, you know veteran fundraiser um, but there, there's there's so much more to them from that, and they're going to be coming on as guests so that we can get these programs out to people and get everyone to know. Um, all I got to say today is um, please follow them online on social media because they're really stepping up the social media game. Uh, they've got some really cool um, interviews with veterans on there from like battles like Anzio, Monte Cassino. Uh, they've got a lot of D-Day stuff coming up with these guys who are absolute heroes and legends to us all. So follow the British Legion on um on, on all their social media channels, uh, rbl.org.uk um, online. And then there's uh, there's helpline numbers. If you just put in Royal British Legion helpline number, if you ever need, need a helpline, then um, it's an 0800 number. And um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, I should have written it down. But if you Google Royal British Legion, you'll find them on there. Um, you know, so, yes, guys, if you're listening, you are in a bad place. Reach out to people. But, yeah, sorry, Brian. No, Thanks it's cool. Me. And, you know, it's good that, we're we're doing this podcast actually on mental health week yeah which you know poignant to what you just said and i've been through my own kind of battle with with my headspace and for me speaking and starting a small conversation it's not a cliche but it did change the way i was uh, and into a lot better person because i got to understand the reasons why i was thinking the way i was thinking and the way I was feeling so yeah I echo that there is plenty out there the Samaritans as well are doing some cool stuff and you just 
put in your hashtags mental health week and it will flood mm. with numbers you can call conversations you can have and so on and so forth and if you're a civvy then mind charity is an incredible charity predominantly male because the the numbers are through the roof that they focus you know they don't just focus on male but it is kind of more male orientated so yeah if you're a civvy they really look after the civilian side of it but uh, military veterans there's a lot out there and just be patient with it as well you know because it does take time to process it does take time for paperwork it does take time for doctor's notes etc so so be patient but what i'm going to finish off on is um you know coming onto this podcast it's been a bit of time because obviously my, my book and it just took up a lot of stuff with promotion and that like you've just been going through so it's taken till now to come on but for you to ask me to to um put a quote on your book was probably one of the coolest things you know i've been asked to do because this is legacy this ain't going to go away and having my quote on this incredible book and it's raw and it's how it is which sometimes a lot of books aren't they're covered over they're they're not authentic but what i will say is it's completely raw honest gritty emotional and it tells a few important stories and it's just yeah it's just really really cool to be involved in the book to get it early so i can read it and jez i wish you all the best with it i will help you out as much as i can you know i'm not no powerhouse on social media but you know i will do as much as i can because i believe it's a story that needs to be told i think this is one of many and it's it's about time that you showed what you're about for you because i know you do a lot for others you know you write a lot for others so it's good to to finally get your story out on paper and hopefully this is the start of many to come of your name on the books but bro it's been a pleasure brother in arms it's out tomorrow <laughs> you'll have us probably yeah. asleep this night tonight may 16th i'll be, be out by the time we do this but i just want to say like if I, when asking you to be able to do the quote was massive for me because um not only did i love your book but i heard about you when i was a young fucking soldier you know because i heard about danny boy i heard yeah. about military crosses and stuff so it's or like a bit of a fucking surreal moment to be honest to well when we first met and stuff mm. is a bit surreal and then to have you on the book is like i can't think of a better bloke so appreciate it Thanks, Mate, love it um right guys i told you to buy double cross at the beginning of the book if you haven't done it uh, at the beginning of the podcast sorry if you haven't done it don't worry i will forgive you but now you have to go and get it all right J- jump on my social media as well double cross brian wood and instagram was it brian Twitter. wood mc one word or yeah brian wood mc brian wood mc one word um on Instagram, I'm going to be posting about this as well, so Brian will be tagged in anything. Um, right, mate, cheers. Thank you. Pleasure. you got a lot of stuff to do today, so let's no bounce. Thanks very much, guys. Love you. Goodbye. Thank you.